welcome to the Health from Zanzi podcast. I'm your host, Donumdu. Once a week, we shine a spotlight on remarkable individuals making a difference in the healthcare sector, our Mzanzi Health Heroes. In today's episode, we bring you a heartwarming story of Nurse Mponkosi, a dedicated healthcare professional on a mission to empower her community and bridge the gap in healthcare accessibility. Join us as we explore her journey from a close-knit family into Duza Township west of Nigel on the East Rand in Gauteng to becoming an advocate for cancer prevention and early detection. Get ready to be inspired by the resilience, compassion and unwavering dedication of Nurse Mbonkosi. Paul, welcome to the Health Form Zanzi podcast. It is an absolute pleasure to have you join me here. Welcome and thank you so much for taking the time to chat to me. Hi, Dawn. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to share with you guys my journey as a professional nurse and in the healthcare space. Thank you. I love to start with just a bit of background of the person I'm interviewing. And as I understand it, you grew up in Tuduza Township on the East Rand in Gauteng. You're the eldest child. Tell us more about your family, your mom, your dad, brother and younger sister. I grew up in Tuduza. It's a very small township in the East Rand, the far East Rand. People normally say that we are mostly in the beginning of Mbuala, but that's like arguable. We still consider ourselves being in Gauteng. Been a debate for a while. It's a very small township in a town called Nigel. I grew up there with like my family. We were a very small family. It was basically my mom, dad, and my little brother for a while. And then later on, we were joined by my little sister. And when I say later, I mean late. <laughs> and as the eldest child, I had the privilege of watching over and supporting my siblings as we navigated life together. And basically growing up in Tuduza, our community taught me the value of unity and the strength that comes with a close-knit relationship of family in, in, in this case. We relied on each other as a family, uh, trust me, Don. But our neighbors quickly became our extended family due to my parents, like had the tendency or the not to like adopt people. In my house, there'd always be like someone in the morning, whether during the day or just before supper, because my mom and dad had this thing of just bringing people in and opening their hearts and their home to those in like need or, and it, it, it really didn't matter your background or your, your, your circumstances. People just found soreness and accept, acceptance at the walls of my home. So you woke up, there'd be someone knocking on the door, coming in to my mom and she would welcome them with like, tea there was always cookies in my house my mom used to bake even today like every day there's some baked goods in the house 
or when someone comes into the house, they just indulge in those. It sounds absolutely warm and inviting, even for me. I definitely want to try your mom's cookies. <laughs> it sounds like this is definitely where the seeds were planted for caregiving and caring, I guess. Let's talk about, you know, your journey and experiences, more of it that led you to become a professional nurse and passionate healthcare advocate. To tell you the truth, when at that time comes when it's now time to apply, choose a career and apply to a certain university. So I applied to multiple institutions. One of them was UCT. So I applied there, applying to, my plan was to do medicine. The time came when the replies were back and I got a, an acceptance letter from UCT that I accepted to do medicine. But then in my head, okay, I got accepted. It's great news. It's what I've always wanted to do. Come late December, Jan, reality hit. I don't have enough funds to actually like travel to Cape Town. And then it's not just the traveling. When you get there, you have to now live. It's so far away from home. And all those logistics just seemed impossible and not doable. So for some reason, it just fell off. And I had to now have plan B as to what do I do? It's now like late, all institutions, applications are now closed. Um, I need to like gather my thoughts and like think as to what do I do now? Where do I go? I remember when my mom said to me, you're going to get onto that taxi, go to Joburg, try the like walk into those institutions and see what do they have to offer for you and what thing you like. As long as you are like, now into the institution and then the rest shall follow as to which course do you get. The option was that I get a course and then I change during the course of the year or the next year. But she gave me a lot of options and she was like, but the one thing that you're not going to do is sit around the house for the whole year. So make a plan, girl. Here I was, I went to a, into a taxi and then I started at the University of Johannesburg. Remember, it was Jan. It's busy. It's buzzing. Everyone is registering because now it's registration season. It's not even application season. I walked around to all the faculties trying to see and find out which one has like a spot still or still like open. And then boom, the faculty of health still had like a number of spots for nursing. I'm like, hmm. Okay, this is close enough to what I would have liked to do because I saw myself in the health sector, in the health profession. And then I applied. Luckily, the next day, the lady was helping me to register there by the department. She was like, bring the registration free tomorrow and your spot is like secured. Went back home, told my mom the news. And I remember that night, the stress as to where are we going to get the registration money. But for some reason, my parents came up with the money the next morning, went back to the facility, and then I paid the registration fee, got accepted, and that's how I enrolled into the nursing degree. And that's how my journey started as a professional nurse. I, I should say that it was since I was young, I really knew that I wanted to make an impact on people's lives. I, did, I just didn't know where or which path I was going to go. 
desire. And when I pursued um, this nursing degree, which allowed me to gain valuable knowledge and clinical skills. And throughout my career, I have had the opportunity to work in various healthcare settings, including like theater, postnatal, orthopedics, which have greatly shaped my approach to the healthcare and being the advocate that I am today for healthcare for everyone. I was just about to ask you about your diverse clinical background within the healthcare sector. You've listed some of the areas where you've worked, but can you tell us about these experiences that really shaped your approach to healthcare advocacy? And if you could highlight just a little bit more of your journey since you started from graduating with your degree in nursing and then going through just a bit of a timeline to where you are now in your current position. I did my course at the University of Johannesburg, and obviously now it was time for me to do a community service. And I went on to public sector. You choose from a number of hospitals, where would you like to go? And then I got accepted to this one. And I started at the hospital. I had to do two years of community service. And then only then I became a professional nurse after the community service. And I was doing my community service. You rotate throughout the community service, being exposed to different clinical backgrounds. That's where it all started. And that's where like I, I became shaped and like that's where all my experiences became shaped and where I'd say the foundation was kind of like strengthened because the foundation was formed at the university. I won't lie, the foundation was formed there. And then the foundation was then strengthened or reinforced by me rotating to all these departments. And I should say that working in the different clinical backgrounds has given me a holistic perspective on healthcare. I've witnessed like firsthand the challenges and the triumphs in the clinical setting, which has made me a more empathetic and adaptable professional nest, as you'd say. Because when I got to the clinical setting, I had to be, I had to be more independent, I should say. With the state hospitals, you have to be very independent very quickly and be sharp to be able to think on your toes and your feet very quickly. You get it there, they orientate you. Then within no time, you are now supposed to like handle or like lead the whole ward or department. Imagine being fresh out of university and then having like a week or a month of orientation. And then after that, you're now expected to lead a ward or a department. And that has shaped me a lot because of like lack of resources in the state healthcare system or healthcare facilities. There isn't a lot of resources in terms of human resources. So as new as you are, as fresh as you are, you need to be ready from the day you set your foot on the premises. So these experiences have really have taught me the importance of like patient-centered care and the need for healthcare advocacy across different areas of specialization. I have learned that from the first day of stepping into the healthcare facility. So that has been sort of my journey from the beginning until where I am right now. I have learned to stand up and like be the advocate for my patients. Mpo, I think the way you're describing it is absolutely amazing, just your journey to date. 
and how you found your balance and almost centered yourself around all these aspects within your career so far in the healthcare sector. It's really, you know, something that I want to applaud you for. And thank you so much for that. Now, just to move on to your current role at the Cancer Association of South Africa and how you specialize in cancer education and risk reduction screenings, what inspired you to focus on cancer prevention? I am new here at cancer, but I should say that I love my role here at cancer. I know that I'm going to fall more and more in love with it as the time goes as well. But here at the Cancer Association of South Africa, my role focuses on cancer education and risk reduction and screening. This is really my newfound passion about cancer prevention. And it has allowed me to really empower individuals with knowledge and promoting early detection because that's what we preach as cancer. Like when you do a screening for, for someone, you also get to like empower them and also instill knowledge to them about cancer. And you can see it on people's faces that not a lot of people know about cancer and not a lot of people know where it comes from, how it comes about, how to prevent it and all of those things. And when we tell them about all of those things, you can see that a lot of them are amazed by how they take such small thing that can lead into cancer overall or granted. And you can see in that instant, person's life being changed or their thoughts or their mindset being changed in terms of how they now decide to lead their life or how they decide to, to do things going forward. So in this case, I really love the fact that I get the chance to empower individuals with knowledge and promoting the early detection, with, which can really save lives. And it has indeed saved a lot of lives. And also witnessing the impact of cancer on individuals and families has motivated me to specialize in this area. Mpo's experience in Mzanzi's healthcare sector has really taught her the importance of patient-centered care and being an advocate for the well-being of every individual she encounters. Next up, we find out more about how she copes with the unique healthcare challenges many healthcare professionals face in South Africa. In South Africa, the healthcare challenge is prevalent and the Cancer Association of South Africa, we work very hard to address these issues every day. Like when we get up and we go to sleep, that is our focus. So we really do struggle on promoting awareness about cancer prevention and providing accessible screenings and education to the undeserved communities. So we do these or uh, collaborating with healthcare professionals, with government agencies and community organizations. So sometimes community organizations will come to us and say, we have like an awareness campaign that we're running. Can cancer come in and sort of like lend us a hand? And then that's where we will like take one or however many cancer representative go there and represent cancer as an organization and sort of like teach the community or whatever the campaign is about, 
teach the community about cancer. And thus we aim to improve the well-being of the community by just reducing the impact of cancer and also bridging the gap in the healthcare system. We also go to schools as well, school programs whereby we go to schools and we teach kids or learners about cancer, liaising with um, educators as well. Um, local pharmacies as well. We go there to our cancer screenings, bringing cancer screenings closer to the community because we have a number of cancer care centers around the country. A whole lot of them did close because of COVID. And now we have only a lesser number of fewer cancer care centers. So we try and infiltrate ourselves into the community however way possible so that the message is spread out and access for screening and the education and the knowledge about cancer is taken to the people. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, your police approach with your work at cancer is really catered towards addressing these inequalities and kind of bridging the gap within the healthcare sector to kind of promote more health equity and getting this information and access to this information to communities that might not have access to it in the same way. So again, hats off to you and your organization doing this work day to day. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight in terms of that aspect? And then I also wanted to ask you about more of the success stories or particularly the impactful moments that you've you know, had with your work at Cancer but also overall in your career over this time, I'm sure there's one or two things that stand out to you that you'd like to share. With the challenges of the healthcare system in South Africa overall, it is important for us to bridge the gap, especially with our townships, more so the rural areas. We say that the best way to deal with cancer is screening, 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 and early detection. It gives you more treatment options and a higher survival rate. So in bridging the gap, going to the people before they even come to us, we we have solved a higher percentage of the whole problem of healthcare system. So bridging the gap is important. Um, and in doing so with collaborating with, like I said, the local communities, the pharmacies, the schools, um, I feel like that, that is one of our biggest focus and our biggest um, successes as cancer and getting the cancer message out there to people. And in terms of my success story in the duration of my career, I'd like to read around one or two. The first one, well, this one is not really as me being a professional nurse, but me going into the journey or becoming a professional nurse. It was when I participated in a research group competition in university where I had to like present my paper and I participated in one of those. I felt very proud of myself because I believe in lifelong learning as a professional nurse. Like you never stop, like in the healthcare sector, you never stop learning if you are in the healthcare sector and you never become stagnant, but you learn as you go and you learn every time. And I believe in a research-based practice. So I felt very proud of participating in one of those research committees or research meetings. And I presented one of my papers. 
And another one here at Cancer most recently is when I planned a whole cancer campaign with one of the community wall. I planned a cancer campaign and we had to do pre-cancer screening, breast cancer screenings and like doing all those examinations and also teaching people about cancer, early detection and saving lives. That was one of the achievements that I really proud myself with most recently. All of those moments sound amazing and just you hearing you reflect on it. It's absolutely beautiful. One of the other notes that I have or that I've made just in doing, you know, some research about you and more on your career is that along your way really had this theme of making a positive impact together. And I think you've highlighted some parts of this um, in conversation before, but just like tell us more about the collaborative initiatives that really demonstrated this philosophy in action. You've spoken very broadly about it, but also just working with your colleagues in the healthcare sector, um, the people that you went to university with that might be working in different sectors within the healthcare space. How important is this aspect? Collaboration and initiatives are very essential to making a positive impact together. One of the examples I normally use is, especially when I work the public sector or the state hospital, I used to pride myself with like, bringing in the new professionals who come in and orientating them, teaching them, bringing them up with me. Because, you know, teaching someone or equipping someone doesn't take anything away from you. Instead, like, multiplies the great work that you do. So I always believed in that. And one example is that with cancer, we partnership with local pharmacies in order to implement like cancer screening programs and working closely with those pharmacies, we, we integrate cancer prevention and healthy lifestyle messaging into people's daily surroundings. And also we reach a wider audience of individuals. These collaborations demonstrate the power of joining forces to promote a healthy community. But I must say that I haven't had gotten the chance to collaborate with most of my previous varsity mates, but I've always believed in like bringing in the, uh, the, the people who come behind me and just reinforcing them and bringing them up and so that we can make this healthcare professional or healthcare sector into a powerful one, a positive one and bringing about positive impact together. I think that's absolutely amazing you kind of paving the way for other healthcare professionals and almost like mentoring and guiding in a way is perfectly positioned to growing the sector. And you mentioned earlier that you're very dedicated to lifelong learning. Maybe you can tell us more about emerging trends or developments in the healthcare sector and cancer prevention you're most excited about and also how you plan to incorporate more of this into your work day to day. I get so excited when you mention this. So as a healthcare professional, like as you said, dedicated to lifelong learning, I am excited, very excited about the emerging trends in the healthcare and cancer prevention. And I hope that as a cancer organization, we'll be able to like introduce some of those trends in the advancement of the technology. I'd say that things such as telemedicine 
I've seen it and I'm enjoying what other healthcare facilities are doing with it. I feel like it will take us to a more like, like a more wider space or we would infiltrate into a lighter space as um, the healthcare sector, especially with limited human resources as well. And also wearable devices. We have now uh, smartwatches and even more advanced devices than just a smartwatch that have a potential into uh, improving the access of healthcare and promote any detection. I plan, before anyone else can come in here at Cancer, I plan to incorporate these developments in our outreach programs and also to ensure that our initiatives stay as current and as accessible to all individuals using all of these chains. Yeah, it sounds absolutely exciting. I think, you know, these advancements are definitely there to aid um, healthcare professionals like yourself. It's just about being in the right mindset to be able to accept it and to use it to the best and to be able to use it. Better do the work that you do day to day. As we're nearing to the end of this conversation, Paul, is also just around November is very much focused on male cancer and to be more specific, you know, prostate cancer. Is there a specific theme for this month? And what would your advice be around early screening and overall awareness for men's health when it comes to cancer? November, it focuses on male cancer, specifically prostate cancer. So the theme for this month is typically centered around raising awareness about prostate cancer. Um, I mean, last month, we had a few campaigns with regards to male cancer, that being testes and prostate cancer. I don't know if you're aware of the Holland Dead Devil Run. That's one of the biggest campaigns ran in order to raise awareness. So this month, we still carry on on, on that note. Um, early screenings with men, that's what we teach. Going for your early screening, we say cancer advises that you go from the age of 45 going onwards because your risk of getting prostate cancer increases with age. But we advise that it, it should be earlier if you have family history. And then just men's health in general, that's what we're pushing this month. And my advice for early screening and overall awareness for men, men's health is to encourage regular checkups. Just make it your routine to do regular checkups with your healthcare professionals or come to us at Kensal. Since I did say that we have a number of care centers in and around our nine provinces, particularly those at a higher risk, those males at a higher risk, they shouldn't be scared to walk into a doctor's room or a healthcare professional's room. At the end of the day, it's about their health. It's about their well-being. If you tell yourself that once a year, I'll just go for a regular full checkup, it's about an hour and then you've done that for a year and then do it the next year again. I mean, it's an hour, you do it yearly, but it can save you from a lot. And men should just be informed about the importance of discussing any concerning symptoms and family history with their doctors or healthcare professionals. And creating that culture of openness and encouraging men to prioritize their health care can lead to earlier detection and also, most importantly, better outcomes. As a healthcare professional, Mpo is dedicated to lifelong learning. She encourages her fellow healthcare professionals to find their passion 
engage in lifelong learning like she has, cultivate empathy, communicate effectively, and prioritize self-care. These values have been instrumental in her journey, shaping her into an advocate for healthcare and a beacon of hope in her community. As we wrap up, she shares some sound advice to her colleagues in the healthcare sector. This profession of ours is about learning all the time. Learn, learn, learn. You're never too old to learn or you're never too deep into the industry for you to know it all. There's always something new rising up. There's always something new being invented, something new uh, discovered. So from my side, what I will do or what I am planning to do, what has always been in my plan, improving myself in this career is just learning about anything and everything that comes up so that I can be in updated or an up-to-date uh, professional nurse at all times. And that's what I would also advise my colleagues as well, that we must just keep ourselves up-to-date and learn as much as possible. I mean, the community is relying on us. You don't always have to like delve deep into a subject. My final message to my fellow healthcare professionals, I should say that it's one of the things that I mentioned earlier on that lifelong learning, it's the most vital thing that you can do for yourself. And it's the most important thing in the healthcare profession. The healthcare professional is rapidly evolving. It's a field that is always changing and there's always new researches, new information that you have to be taking in as a healthcare professional. So you can do yourself a favor as a healthcare professional. The one thing that you can do is just learn each time, each day. You're never too old. You're never too deep into the healthcare professional. Or you can never say, I have so many years in this profession, therefore I know a lot. You never reach the ceiling when it comes to this. So we need to be always reaching new boundaries, new information adapting to medical advancement in general. And another thing is that the community relies on us. Like they expect us to know a whole lot about the medical care system or the medical practice or clinical practice in general. So even if you don't know everything, you can specialize in a certain field and then just know the basics in, in some of them. And in a case whereby you don't know something, you can just simply be honest that I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm not quite aware about this topic um, at this moment, but I will make sure that I'll go read up on it and then I'll get back to you with the information. If a person, for instance, comes to you and asks you and that particular time and moment you are not really up to date or up to standard with whatever they're asking you, that's not even embarrassing, but you must just make sure that you update your info and you your knowledge at all times. One last thing that I would like to say to my fellow healthcare professionals, especially our young ones, I thrive on these um, five things, like find your passion and your purpose in the healthcare field. I'm going to say it again, lifelong learning. And the third one is cultivating empathy and compassion. Remember that before there's a patient, there's a human being. So every time when you deal with people, just remember that. And also collaborating and 
communicating. Healthcare is a team effort and it's effective when you collaborate and you communicate with you know, other different disciplines. So that's where you will thrive. You are not an island. You don't just work alone, but you work with other people in other disciplines. The sooner you learn to communicate and collaborate with those people, um, the more you will thrive as a healthcare professional. The most important thing, the first one is practicing self-care. Prioritize your well-being alongside patient care because it can be very challenging in this industry. We work like stressful, long hours and it's emotionally demanding. So make time for self-care to rejuvenate your body, your mind and your spirit in order for you to fill up the cup so that you can be also selfless and you can't give what you don't have. And that's a wrap. I can't wait to share more incredible Mzanzi Health Hero stories with you weekly. From me, Don Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der Fent, and the rest of the team Health for Mzanzi, bye for now. 